I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy day after Thanksgiving. It is Black Friday. And if you are recovering from the excessive feast you ate yesterday and have a turkey hangover, it's time to end the week right. We're bringing you our initial reviews of the new Wheel of Time and Cowboy Bebop TV shows. Plus, we have some Thanksgiving fun and also a fascinating Thanksgiving history to share with you. You know what it is? It's a real Brian show Thanksgiving. What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? Let's rock it! Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. I am The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. How you doing? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I am completely in the nude today <laughs> because we're not doing video this week. Woo! All right, man. <laughs> All right. So you're just like full so on birthday suit. Happy birthday. Total free. Yeah. So happy birthday suit day. Total freedom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just letting it all air out. I'm very clean, by the way. Uh, just oh, yeah. Nice, so dude. that's awesome, man. All right. Well, yeah, you know what? Why aren't we doing video? You're probably thinking like, what the heck, man? Well, don't worry. We'll tell you about that in just a second here. But, but again, a very happy Thanksgiving to you in the, the States. For those of you outside of the States, you're kind of like, who cares, man? It's just another Thursday. We had to work, <laughs> Whatever. man. Whatever. Okay. L- let me tell you what I'm drinking. This is really important. Oh, yeah. um, gravy. A nice, thick really? cup of just leftover gravy. Yeah. Okay. You do you, you Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, it might be good. I don't know if it would be good or not. Uh, no, I'm drinking tea. Just some, just some cinnamon. It's Bengal spice tea. If you ever had that. Oh, I was gonna say, I thought maybe gravy tea, but can you make oh, gravy, gravy tea? tea? I bet you can. Mm-hmm. There was can, a, you, can you brew gravy into tea? That's a great question. There was a monk episode that we just recently watched and they were basically there. It was a case with some homeless people and you know, monks, monks, not tie. You can't touch them. You can't be around them. You know, it was, it was quite a hilarious episode and also very un PC these days, but it was, yeah. well, what was funny about it is that, you know, they're t- he keeps saying like the homeless people, they, they make their own gravy. If you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know what they mean. And then at the <laughs> very know. end, they, they present them with this giant Mason jar of gravy and they said, thank you. We, we made this ourselves. And he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> Apparently I don't know what that means. So Oh, that's funny. Anyway, I don't make my own. Well, my dad used to make his own gravy when we would do the oh. whole turkey. And oh, my gosh. I mean, like it was it was the best gravy you've ever had. Hands down. Dude. Best ever. We're going to talk. I about make that a, in a minute I make a famous gravy at during Thanksgiving. Do so you? it's one of the oh. one of the few things I'm responsible for at Thanksgiving dinner is the gravy. So, yeah. OK, well, we were going to talk about what our favorite Thanksgiving foods are. And maybe some not so favorites. So stick around for that here in a few minutes because there's <laughs> some fun stuff. But okay, what's up with the video stuff? Why are we not doing video this week? Well, there's there's two reasons. One is Captain didn't put any clothes on. 
That's definitely hey, something we, we'd get kicked off YouTube. I can fix that. But yeah, okay, you didn't go want ahead. to, though. You just said, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that today. I'm like, OK, I guess we're I doing put audio. my naked foot down. <laughs> and then the second thing is, is that actually and this is the, the more realistic reason is that I was moving a bunch of stuff over behind the scenes and maybe I'll do a little behind the scenes video. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, I think you should. Behind the scenes, though, I had everything podcast stuff, gaming stuff, work stuff video stuff all attached to one desk all attached to well not the gaming stuff but the rest of it was all to one computer and I was running into a lot of this is just complicating things way too much I was having some conflict issues it was taking me way too long to set up video every single week so I thought wouldn't it just be easier if I just grabbed my old laptop and moved all of the video equipment over to a table on the other part of the studio and you know just hooked everything up through my old laptop and just ran it that way wouldn't that just be easier a dedicated video setup so you don't have to keep going back and forth because you do. Mm-hmm. He did have to go back and forth every episode and it took forever. The other yeah. benefit to this is that I can actually have a real wall in the background rather than a closet <laughs> and having to use the green screen. So I still can use the green screen for fun. Yeah. But now I actually have a wall that, um, you know, you can see what's behind it. There's a gift that Captain Hammerpants gave us that we finally yeah. can show off, which is exciting. So, yes, we're pushing video to next week. If you're already subscribed to the podcast, great. If you're not, please subscribe. Please make sure to subscribe, seriously. And also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed, even if you're not interested in watching the show, you'd rather listen to it, we are going to be putting out other videos here soon that will not be on the actual podcast. It will be only on the YouTube channel. So make sure to go there and subscribe to the channel You can click that bell for notifications as well because YouTube has this new thing now where if you don't click the bell, it won't notify you, which is kind of annoying. That being said, youtube.com slash the real Brian. Go check it out. The link will be in the show notes, of course, to the show, but make sure to definitely subscribe. Check out the videos we've done so far and there will be some others coming. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, that's what's up, man. Speaking of um, fun stuff, Christmas lights. (laughs) Yeah, Christmas lights. One of those things I just never partake in. Go ahead. I understand. And we put them up <laughs> early this year because it was one of those, I think it was 70 degree days. And I thought, let's oh, do this. Good, good idea. It's usually 25. So let's go out there. Let's put the Christmas lights up early. Now, we only turned on some white lights on our, our little bushes and stuff like that, you know, through Thanksgiving. Because I was like, hey, yeah, that's good enough. We'll, we'll do yellow lights and some, you know, yellow kind of fallish looking lights with, with some white lights on the on the trees and call it good. Then, of course, tonight, that's the big night. It's the day after Thanksgiving. All the lights go on, but they're all up. And that's what's amazing is that we don't have to do it this weekend. We can just be like, click and we're done. Woohoo! Lots of lights up. You want to post any photos or videos of your lights on the YouTube channel or anything like that? I could do a photo. There's really no. I mean, I guess I could do like a little video tour with my phone. You know, something yeah. like that. That could be kind of fun. Yeah. They're Go not, nuts with it, dude. They're not like spectacular. Keep in mind, you know, the studio <laughs> is massive, but you know, we live in a little humble home, you know, it's just a little yeah. condo. So we can't do a no whole Griswold, lot. No Griswold action on your end, right? No, not at all. But the thing is, is that okay. for condos, I think this is probably one of the most I've ever seen on condos. And as far as our condos go, hardly anyone ever decorates, but we inspired people last year. A lot of people put up, you know, like a string of lights <laughs> on their deck or something, yeah, which was something, really cool. Yeah. though. Yeah, exactly. I really enjoyed that. So we're having fun. I love it. I wish we could go lampoon it out, but you know what? We like where we live. So that's important, but there you go, man. There you go, dude. dude. Thanksgiving foods. So yesterday 
Uh, I, I don't know about you, man. Are you in a food coma today? I don't even know where I'm at right now. And and the reason I'm naked today is because I can't fit in any of my clothes anymore. So <laughs> okay. does that answer your question? Yes. Uh, that yeah. would definitely say so way too much food, man. Way too Tur- much. Thanksgiving is the one day a year. I guarantee I eat too much. What about Christmas? And, and it's, it's because you know, Christmas is sometimes I, I, I'm, I'm usually a little better about, uh, you know, controlling myself at Christmas, but Thanksgiving for summer, it's, it's, it's too hard not to eat too much because you have all these different dishes. True. And so you all, you want to put a little bit of each on your plate. Well, yeah. by the time you eat a little bit of everything, you already eaten too much and then you have dessert. So yeah. 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 So I anyway, well, we wanted to do this because we thought it would be fun. I mean, I think we've kind of touched on this before, but not really. We've never really talked about what are our favorite Thanksgiving foods, but also what are our not so favorites? What are your favorite Thanksgiving foods? But you also have to say, yeah, you know what? There's there's these things I don't like about Thanksgiving. Okay. So go ahead. I can do that. All right. So I I am a traditionalist to the max. So when it comes to Thanksgiving, I've always been a traditionalist with regards to food because that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And my family has always had the t- the usual Thanksgiving foods, which include turkey with cranberry sauce. Okay. Stuffing. That's like my favorite thing ever. Mm. Mashed potatoes with my famous onion gravy. And I mix, I like to mix corn into that. So it's like mashed potatoes, gravy, and corn all mixed together. Uh, think, think, uh, KFC bowls. Oh, yeah. Okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of it. And any kind of pie with vanilla ice cream for dessert. Let me clarify a couple things here. First of all, the green bean casserole, is that the old, you know, like canned green beans with like cream of mushroom soup and the crunchy onions on the top? I'm not particular whether it's whether it's canned green beans or fresh green beans from wherever you get fresh green beans now to uh, this time of year. Okay. Uh, and if it's like I don't, canned, I don't, you know, like a Campbell's yeah. soup version or somebody home makes yeah. it, you're fine either way. Either way, because okay. e- either way, it turns out uh, for me, at least turns out fantastic. So awesome. Yeah. Cranberry sauce, homemade or canned? Homemade. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you. You, yeah. you just, <sighs> I, I was worried for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right how so, low can captain influence go <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, that, you're no. you're up in high class right now i appreciate that now as far as pies so, go okay any kind of pie but do you have a favorite I or is it favorite? literally like yeah. do anything just depends on the mood i'm in my favorite pies my favorite pie it kind of changes honestly uh but right now i'm thinking uh banana cream okay for thanksgiving interesting yeah. interesting anything like I said, any pie for Thanksgiving with vanilla ice cream. Okay. Banana cream is probably my favorite pie. So I'm not a big apple pie guy. Um, yeah. And cherry pie, a little too much cherry. Okay. You know, it's a little too, too strong, mm-hmm. too rich. Um, but pumpkin pie is great. Uh, peach pie is awesome. Mm-hmm. Strawberry rhubarb pie is great. I haven't had a blueberry pie yet and I really want to. I, I need to oh. also have a blackberry pie. Yeah. My parents so. make a really good blueberry pie. Mm, I've good. never had one in my entire life. So. Interesting. Yeah, it's fantastic. Isn't it? In fact, we were joking about it because she was bringing up blueberry pie for Thanksgiving. And I thought that just seems too summery for me. Like, I love it. It's really, really, <laughs> really good. Well, that's all I said. I wasn't saying don't do it. And then she didn't end up making it. She's like, no, I do. Okay. Like, no, 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 you could totally do it if you really want it. But we're doing it for Christmas instead, which right. is totally fine. It, I, it's really good. Either way, I now, just thought it was kind now, of funny. As far, as far as foods that are my least favorite for Thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm not one to have Chinese food on Thanksgiving. I know that's a thing. <laughs> Is it really? That's a thing. Yeah, oh, that's a thing. People, uh, Chinese restaurants are open on Thanksgiving. Because well, sure. There's a, 
there is a group of people. I don't know. I don't know what demographic. I don't. I have no idea, honestly. But there are people who like to eat Chinese traditionally on Thanksgiving. Interesting. So Chinese food yes. and hamburgers and French fries. Oh, okay. Can't okay. do. Can't do hamburgers and French fries or steaks. Anything beef on Thanksgiving, I can't do it. Interesting. It okay. just seems wrong. I'm not into turkey as much for whatever reason. Now, part of it could be the fact Man. that when I was younger, when I was a kid, I would spend yeah a lot of Thanksgivings. I would just, I would be sick for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it was like, whatever, you know? Yeah, that sucks. It was like, you'd get done with school. You'd have the letdown. You'd been around all the germs. I don't know, but I would spend Thanksgiving not feeling well. So huh. maybe that has some subliminal tie in. I don't know. But I'm also just not a huge fan of like a, a turkey, a cooked turkey. I like the dark yeah, meat. I will eat some of it now. Okay. Here's the thing though. I like a good turkey sandwich. So if you were to take cold turkey, cold dark meat, by the way, I'm not, a, I don't like white meat turkey at all. Too dry for you. I haven't that's, had a moist white meat turkey yet. That's what the cranberry sauce is for. Is no, the I, meat. but I don't like cranberry sauce on my turkey. It's savory sweet, which I don't like. I, I like, oh, I like okay. them separate, okay. you know? But I mean, okay, now again, a good gravy is fine, but I still don't like white meat, but dark meat, okay. I'm okay with dark meat, but I like <laughs> cold dark meat, turkey leftovers, and you make a good sandwich out of it. And I'll do yeah. that for, eh, you know, two times. That's it. But I'm still not a big fan of turkey overall. Now I like turkey deli meat or some kind of a, like if it's a roasted turkey that you cut up and it's more deli style to put on a sandwich, I'll eat that, yeah. but I would prefer chicken any day. So Anyway, that's interestingly enough, like we haven't really done a whole lot of turkeys in recent Thanksgivings for that reason, just because really none of us are. I mean, Sarah doesn't eat turkey and my parents and I are kind of like, "Eh, whatever. Wow. My favorite thing, which has been amazing, is when we can do a prime rib on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. See, I I associate prime rib with with Christmas, but okay. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like both, <laughs> if we can do a prime rib on Thanksgiving and a prime rib on Christmas is like, that's the two times a year Dude, I'll eat it. And it's just amazing. It's so good. Isn't there like a stereotype with old people and prime rib? Like, like it's always, they shuffle on over to the local um, prime, prime rib? rib. Yes. It's an, it's an old person food. Yes. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I'm sure, well, no, I mean, I was, first eating, time for everything. I was eating prime rib as a youngster and everyone I knew, you know, like if you got your hands on some, prime, of course it's gotta be good prime rib. You know, you can't go yeah. to like a country buffet or, you know, what the heck are those uh, uh, Golden Corral, you know, Golden Corral. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, oh man, those places actually make me sick. Um, no oh, offense funny. to those of you who like them. I've been there or a couple Sizzler. times and Sizzler's not as oh, I don't think I've been to Sizzler. Actually, it's just kind of a low class buffet. I, I went to a, a Golden Corral and a country buffet, I think each once or maybe twice. And yeah. I mean, the food smelled nasty. The food tasted nasty. And I actually uh, got sick feeling afterwards. Uh, it's just very low, low quality food. I mean, we're talking okay. like, like the lowest of dorm food slash prison food. That's pretty much what it tastes like. <laughs> and the only reason I know what prison food tastes like is that when I lived in the dorms, we saw outside, outside of the kitchen, we were walking by to go to class and we saw boxes stacked up because they had just been delivered. And it said like, you know, it was various different kinds of foods. And I I kid you not, there was writing on the side of the boxes that said for prison or institutional use only. Uh, We ate prison food in college, dude. Awesome. Oh, it was so bad. 
college dorm food, at least in my in my shared experience with you, was oh. was not not even as good as high school. Oh like, no, like our, our cafeteria, cafeteria dude. Cafeteria food was far better. It was worse, and but I I, I ate it happily. I, I just yeah. I, I just I I really liked college. I had a really good time. Oh, in college, I loved so. college, but we got to the point where people <laughs> would get sick from food poisoning so much that we all started. Really? Yeah, they had these. You could either get a meal or you could get these little frozen pizzas. I would get the frozen pizzas, take them over to my microwave and just heat them up and eat those. And I would never get sick eating those. You would see, I don't remember what it was, but you'd have this one food one night. And then the next night you'd have this soup (laughs) and I'm air Uh quoting soup that had the previous night's food in it mixed with Uh, something else. And it was nasty. So I I did not have that experience in college. So for whatever reason, the, the, the crappy dorm food that I ate didn't make anybody sick that I knew of. Well, we had one night for sure where like most of the hall ate something and um, oh, wow. it was bad, but I, I didn't eat it. Happen, I was I like suppose, one of those yeah. nights I didn't eat that food and I was like, oh, whew. lucky you. Yeah, it was a it was a bad experience food wise. But, you know, nowadays, <laughs> from what I understand nowadays, like dorm food is is really nice. They have like, you really? know, they've got noodles in them and, you know, Qdoba a little like you can go get your own. Oh, it's like, come no on, way. We got come jacked. on. We got jacked. totally. Yeah. I'm not a fan of stuffing, but it's because I don't think I've really had much stuffing that I really enjoy, but I, dude, I, even stovetop stuffing is fantastic. I just don't like stuffing. I've never liked it. So that's, okay. that's one of those dishes I don't, I don't enjoy now. Cranberry dishes. I used to hate cranberry because it was always the canned cranberry stuff. Yeah. I couldn't stand that stuff. It was nasty <laughs> or, but here's the thing. Then uh, we started having like homemade stuff. So you'd have this cranberry salad, which is like a fruit style. It's got nuts in it. It's got, you know, like yeah. a little bit of almond extract flavoring and other things. It's really, really okay. good. A lot of other fruits I've, and stuff. I think I've had that. Yeah, that's good. Um, cranberry, cranberry muffins, cranberry bread, Ooh, and yeah. then cranberry salsa that Johnny pistol shots family passed down and I got it. Now they put in way too much sugar. We, I mean, it's like a cup of sugar for this salsa. I think we do like eighth of a cup, maybe. Yeah, I think you might be surprised. The recipe probably calls for a cup of sugar. It, so. No, it does. And we tried yeah. it and it is like eating candy and yeah. I'd like, like so sweet. It hurts kind of thing. But when we did like uh. an eighth, you really get that savory flick because it's got um, jalapenos in it too. So you get a really right. good tart, spicy and a slight sweet mix. And it is so good with like a little bit of cream cheese and, you know, your, your choice of chips or crackers or whatever. So good. See, I wonder, oh, I wonder how recipe. well this is. wonder how well this is all going over with the listeners because it's the <sighs> day after Thanksgiving. And so I don't think anybody's really hungry. No, but people have missed out on this good food. <laughs> if you to make didn't eat hungry. it right. Here's one yeah. that we pulled as a tradition is deviled eggs. I know that's more of an Easter tradition, yeah. but we made it a Thanksgiving and Christmas tradition both. I love oh, deviled I like eggs. It. Oh my gosh, it's yeah, amazing. Too. And I'm I like good green bean casseroles. I'm not gonna lie though. I love the canned green beans and the, you know, Campbell's. <laughs> like Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, I, I thought love you were going the, the other direction. I thought you were kind of hinting at the other direction. Like I like them were- both. And then um one of the things I actually love to do, and because I think it pairs really well with a lot of the foods, is sparkling apple cider. And I know oh, okay, others yeah. have a lot of wine pairs, and that's why I just don't drink wine. But I think right. sparkling apple cider pairs well with that stuff. And then yeah, you get into the dessert stuff, freshly roasted decaf for the night to go with whatever mm, dessert oh, with mm. my, oh with vanilla ice cream. Yeah, oh, now I wish I had had decaf last night. Dead Holy cow. Gum it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did, man. I roasted some. Mm. Oh, and, and so dessert wise, I love pumpkin stuff. Yeah, I've never been a fan of most pumpkin pies because really? the way people make them is usually it's a Crisco pie crust, uh-huh. which I can't stand. Chris has no flavor. Um <laughs> 
I was, oh, but it's flaky. It's flaky. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't taste like anything. Not enough spice. People just kind of put a can, you know, canned pumpkin in and then that's it. Right. And right. it's like, okay, if you make a pumpkin pie, it's got to be done with butter. Okay, it doesn't flake as much, but dang, it tastes better. And then you got to put all the pumpkin spices in there. You know, you got to have your nutmeg and your cinnamon and allspice and all that good stuff. Right. Then you start to get a really good flavorful kind of pie. Yeah. And, you know, Sarah's done that. My mom's done that. So it's like we start to get kind of that stuff, which is really good. But yeah, yeah. some of the traditional pumpkin pies, I'm just like, meh. I, I could yeah, do without it, but I also you love turned into a pie snob, Brian. That's okay. I'm not really much of a pie person, to be <laughs> honest. Interestingly, like I would prefer a pumpkin spice cake with yeah. cream cheese frosting. Ooh, that sounds good too. It's really good, but See, I don't know why I, this is all making me hungry after I just had too much food last night. <laughs> I so know, dude. Yeah. You know what else though is like, I love a good Dutch apple pie. And so you've got, again, the, the crust is with butter it's good apples, you know, you've got all the seasoning and the cinnamon in there, but the, the thing on the top is that crumble. Oh, that good crumble. Mm. Your mother likes a good Dutch oven, Alex. That's right. She'll be basting my turkey tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We've got leftovers. One of the best things about Thanksgiving is the week's worth of leftovers afterwards. Unless it's too get, much turkey. Well, but for me, that's fine. So I, I get to have <laughs> turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and... Most and creamy casserole for the next at least three nights. Yeah. I love it. You have a awesome, I love this, an awesome history origin on Thanksgiving. This is something we've never really talked about on the show. I know that. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear about it. So tell us about Thanksgiving. Tell us about the history. It's long, but it's good. I learned a lot from doing this. And by the way, this is all from history.com. Okay. So Thanksgiving Day for those of you not in the United States, is a, is a national holiday in the U.S. that occurs on the fourth Thursday of every November. In 1621, the Plymouth colonists and the Wampanoag tribe shared an autumn harvest feast that is acknowledged today as one of the first Thanksgiving celebrations in the colonies. For more than two centuries, days of Thanksgiving were celebrated by individual colonies and states. It wasn't until 1863, in the midst of the American Civil War, that President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national Thanksgiving day to be held each November. So the civil war is when the first official Thanksgiving was declared. Interesting. Now in September of 1620, a small ship called the Mayflower left Plymouth, England, carrying 102 passengers, an assortment of religious separatists seeking a new home where they could freely practice their faith and other individuals lured by the promise of prosperity and land ownership in the new world. Nice. After a treacherous and uncomfortable crossing that lasted 66 days. Can you imagine being on a small wooden ship for 66 days? No. They dropped anchor near the tip of Cape Cod, far north of their intended destination at the mouth of the Hudson River. And one month later, the Mayflower crossed Massachusetts Bay, where the pilgrims, as they are now commonly known, began the work of establishing a village at Plymouth. Interesting. Throughout that first brutal winter, most of the colonists remained on board of the ship. Uh, on board the ship, where they suffered from exposure, scurvy, and outbreaks of contagious disease. Yeah. So not only are you you had to go across the ocean for sixty six days in this little ship, but then you have to live on it for a, for a, a long time, and you're suffering from all these other things. People suffered a lot back in the day, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It was just it was just a given thing that you suffered. Uh, yeah. Ordinary people went through a bunch of tribulations. Basically, all through, all before the, I'd say before the 20th century. Yeah. Only half of the Mayflower's original passengers and crew lived to see their oh, first New England spring. That's sad. Only half, like 50 some. Yeah. In March, in March of that year, the remaining settlers moved ashore where they received an astonishing visit from a member of the Ab- Abenaki tribe uh, who greeted them in English. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
Yeah, how'd that happen? Yeah. Several days later, he returned with another Native American, Squanto, which we've all heard mm-hmm. of, uh, a member of the Patuxet tribe who had been kidnapped by an English sea captain and sold into slavery before escaping to mm-hmm. London and then returning to his homeland on an expedi- exploratory expedition. Mm. So I think Squanto must have taught the first Indian that that welcomed them English, I'm, I'm assuming. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Squanto taught the pilgrims, weakened by mal- malnutrition and illness, how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, catch fish in the rivers, and avoid poisonous plants. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, he also helped the settlers forge an alliance with the Wampanoag, a local tribe, mm-hmm. which would endure for more than 50 years, that, that alliance, and tragically remains one of the sole examples of harmony mm-hmm. between European colonists and Native Americans. Mm. So they proved it could, it could happen. But yep. in November of, of 1621, after the Pilgrims' first corn harvest proved successful, Governor William Bradford organized a celebratory feast and invited a group of the fledgling colony's Native American allies including the Wampanoag chief, Massasoit. Now, rem- now remember it as America's first Thanksgiving, although the pilgrims themselves may not have used the term at the time. The festival lasted for three days. While no record exists of the first Thanksgiving's exact menu, boy, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, much of what we know about what happened in the first Thanksgiving comes from pilgrim chronicler Edward Winslow, who wrote, <clears throat> <laughs> Our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling. That means they went and shot birds. That so, that so we might, after a special manner, rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as, with a little help beside, served the company almost a week, at which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms. Many of the Indians coming amongst us, and amongst the rest their greatest king, Massasoit, with some ninety men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted. And they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor, and upon the captain and others. And although it may not always be so plentiful as it was this time with us, yet by the goodness of God we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. Wow. You know, people commonly just wrote so <laughs> eloquently, I mean, yeah. and, and, and I don't know if eloquence, I mean, it's sometimes eloquently, but, but just the level of literacy back then is ridiculously more than it is now. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> not as, not as many people were, were literate back then as yeah. they are now, but they were more literate. I don't, I don't know. It just feels like everything I've ever read from yeah. before the mid 20th century essentially is well, much more eloquently written. And I also noticed that they acknowledged the hard times, but they ended positively, you know, like yeah, it may sure. not yeah. always be plentiful, but now we have, we are far from want and we wish you partakers of our plenty. I mean, that's yeah. so cool. Well, that's often, a good, that's often exactly, wish you. Yeah. yeah. Historians have suggested that many of the dishes were likely prepared using traditional Native American spices and cooking Mm, methods. Nice. Because the pilgrims had no oven, that's interesting, they didn't build an oven, and the Mayflower's sugar supply had dwindled by the fall of 1621, Mm -hmm. the meal did not feature pies, cakes, or other desserts. Interesting. Fail. Which (laughs) have become a hallmark of contemporary celebrations, of course. Pilgrims held their second Thanksgiving celebration in 1623 to mark the end of a long drought that had threatened the year's harvest and prompted Governor Bradford to call on a religious fast. Mm. Days of fasting and Thanksgiving on an annual or occasional basis became common practice in other New England settlements as well. Now, during the American Revolution, the Continental Congress designated one or more days of Thanksgiving a year, 
And in 1789, George Washington issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation by the national government of the United States. In it, he called upon Americans to express their gratitude for the happy conclusion to the country's war of independence and the successful ratification of the U.S. Constitution. His successors, John Adams and James Madison, also designated days of thanks during their presidencies. However, this was not yet officially Thanksgiving. Okay. In 1817, New York became the first of several states to officially adopt an annual Thanksgiving holiday. Each celebrated it on a different day, however, and the American South remained largely unfamiliar with the tradition. Interesting. In 1827, the noted magazine editor and prolific writer Sarah Josepha Mm -hmm. Hale, Sarah Josepha Hale, author among countless other things of the nursery rhyme Mary Had a Little Lamb, by, by the way, launched a campaign to establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. Cool. For 36 years, she published numerous editorials and sent scores of letters to governors, senators, and presidents, and other politicians, earning her the nickname, quote, the mother of Thanksgiving. Oh, that's cool. Abraham Lincoln finally heeded her request in 1863 at the height of the Civil War in a proclamation entreating all Americans to ask God to, quote, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife, Mm. unquote and to, quote, heal the wounds of the nation, unquote. He scheduled Thanksgiving for the final Thursday in November, and it was celebrated on that day every year until 1939 when Franklin Delano Roosevelt moved the holiday up a week in an attempt to spur retail sales during the Great Depression. (laughs) Roosevelt's plan, known derisively as Franksgiving, (laughs) I didn't know this, was met with passionate opposition. And in 1941, the president reluctantly signed a bill making Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November. So that's where it's been ever since. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So now there is some controversy as some of us all know about Thanksgiving. Some native Americans and many others take issue with how the Thanksgiving story is presented to the American public. In other words, what you and I grew up learning about, right? Sure. Just the basic, uh, the simple, uh, you know, the, the pilgrims and the Indians celebrated together and they were happy yeah. for a day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in their view, the traditional narrative paints a deceptively sunny portrait of relations between the pilgrims and the Wampanoag people, masking the long and bloody history of conflict between Native Americans and European settlers that resulted in the deaths of tens of thousands. I would venture to say hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Uh, since 1970, protesters have gathered on the day designated as Thanksgiving at the top of Coles Hill, which overlooks Plymouth Rock, to commemorate a National Day of Mourning. Similar events are held in other parts of the country. Interesting. So they're taking issue with the holiday just because it's not acknowledging the the gross majority of relations between the colonists and the natives uh, that went south pretty quickly. So, you know, I almost feel like they should do it where it's maybe maybe not pick the day of Thanksgiving, but pick maybe the week of Thanksgiving or, you know, a day during the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Do that as a national day of mourning for the atrocities that happened. But then on Thanksgiving day, let it be a joyful day of giving true thanks and looking at the positives that did come from it. And don't right. taint that day with protest and mourning, you know, choose a day before yeah. it's kind of like, I, okay, for those of yeah. you who celebrate Easter, right? There's a, uh, on Thursday there, it's called the Thursday before Easter is called Monday Thursday. Yeah. Which was the day that Jesus was crucified And then Sunday is the day of resurrection, the day of celebration. Well, that Thursday is a morning day and that Sunday is a celebration day. So it's kind of like do something kind of like that, you know, where Thanksgiving day is a celebration day 
but feel free to do the, you know, the national day of mourning earlier in the week or something. I, I feel like they shouldn't overshadow the positives that did come from it uh, or more like overshadow the, the positives that are what, how we now celebrate Thanksgiving, which is we don't celebrate Thanksgiving anymore because to, to celebrate the pilgrims and the, and the native Americans getting together and having a good time. We celebrate it now because number one, it's, it's a tradition. And number yeah. two, what the, the meaning behind Thanksgiving is no longer about that event. It's now about what we're thankful for in general. So, well, it, it should be. I think a lot of times it's yeah, it's become about, it you know, well, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying I think a lot of times it's been about let's just have a lot of good food and hurry up and buy a lot of stuff on Black Friday. <laughs> and <laughs> well, by sure. the way, you know, that's we'll put up our Christmas decorations part, yeah. in uh, November 1st because, you know, <laughs> there's a uh, so there's a house near us that actually puts up a lot of very large decorations for all of the different yeah. holidays. Some of them are blow up and they had a giant turkey and uh, he was sitting on top of Santa Claus holding a sign that said, wait your turn, fat boy. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yes, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. That was really good. Yep. Anyway. Well, cool. Well, thank you. That is very fascinating. And yes, I know that there's uh, a lot of different thoughts out there on stuff like that, but that was a very cool history lesson. So yeah, I, it's, that, I, I learned, I actually, the, for the first time in my 45 year life, I learned the, the full history of Thanksgiving or at least full enough to, to report on it. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. That was cool. Uh, that was good. Well, it's been a lot of fun with the Thanksgiving stuff and I'm glad we really got to spend most of the episode on this because I, I think it's something we've, we've done a little bit with this on the show, but I think we've not spent as much time. And so this to me, it meant a lot, which I appreciate. Yeah. And also we got to talk about our honk list, man. So much, oh, it's so big, much. It's a big honk list right now. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. So we're, we're again, like I mentioned last week, we're watching a lot of different episodes at a time from different shows. It's not yes. binging all of these. So a couple things I'm going to mention very quickly and then we'll get into a couple shows here, but star Trek discovery four is out. We have not had the opportunity to watch it. And so hopefully soon we can check out the first episode and see oh, where yes. it's going and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, season three started off with a bang and then it started to yes. disappoint. And so I, I hope that they kind of pull this one together. I don't know. Speaking of I'm Star a little, Trek, I'm a little nervous about it, to be honest, but we'll see. I am too. And I'm not as excited this season as I was last season. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it and I'm hoping to watch it as soon as possible. But now speaking of Star Trek, though, Star Trek Lower Decks season two, I, I finished and it was interesting. Oh. It was it was good there. There's some episodes that you just kind of go, wow, no, thanks. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the first episode yet. And I, I really liked the first season of that. So, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's the thing, but even in season one, they had a couple of episodes that I was just like, yeah. And, and same with season two is kind of like, eh. but then you've got some episodes that are like, this was really good yeah. and it gets overshadowed by the ridiculous humor in it, but it's actually a good episode. What they did in season two that I loved is that there are so many Easter eggs, so many Easter eggs oh, that if you're nice. a Trekkie, I mean, like there's a shirt that Boimler's wearing and you're just like, that was from Star Trek five. That's amazing. Uh, and you know, in, in my opinion, they've done a really nice job with the Easter eggs and doing a lot of humor with them. I think it's been fun. Good. Now yeah, also awesome. Star Trek prodigy. I mentioned another animated. I mentioned that last week that it's kind of kid oriented. It's so weird about this show because it's picked up. There are some really, really good parts to the story. It's taking itself seriously, which is nice. You know, like adults would understand the story that's going on and it's kind of like, wow, this is a deeper story. This is actually really good. It's kind of intense. Kids aren't necessarily going to understand what's really going on, you know? Okay. But then I told you about that character that kind of started talking and you're like, wow, that's like a hundred percent young kid show style. 
and right. Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's be that characters become super annoying for me. I'm sure okay. that a young Jar-Jar. kid like a, a five, six year old is going to watch that and love that character. But huh. an adult is looking at that and going, seriously, that's me. Maybe I'm the only one. I haven't heard anybody else's opinion on this, but I just I don't like that at all. And it's weird because it's still that tension of is it a kid show or is it an adult show? We don't really know. So interesting. It feels okay. like it's got a bit of an identity crisis and I yeah. but I like it and it's drawing me in because of the story. The story's good. We'll see. Okay. Foundation. I'm liking it the more I watch it. Interestingly, I still think that first episode was spectacular and then it really oh. dropped in the second episode and it's kind of been it's still been nothing's come close to that first episode, but I feel like it started to kind of come up a little bit like I'm getting a little more drawn into the story. Although there are times where they really drag out certain scenes almost unnecessarily. And then they really rush another scene where you're like, wait, what just happened? How did that all come? Wait, it feels so disjointed. So I feel like if they would have taken the drawn out scenes, made them a little shorter and given them a little bit more time to, you know, give to the other scenes and storylines that are going on, it would have made a little more sense. But I think I'm most enjoying the storyline with the empire and then the storyline with Salver, the warden. Okay. The rest of them. Yeah. eh, You know, whatever. We'll see. The only real issue I've found with foundation, besides the fact that it gets a little, after the first couple episodes, it gets much more confusing is that in the last, I think it was episode five or six. They, they're wearing these spacesuits. They're a little too close to the spacesuits. The cameras are a little too close and you can see how fake they look. Oh, like they're, like the, like all the textures on the spacesuit that are they're supposed to be you know I think they're they're meant to be looked at from a little farther away on the camera. Mm-hmm. You can just see it's all printed this printed pattern on on the on this <laughs> more like a uniform fabric. Oh, that's funny. That's supposed to make it look like a more complex suit. Yeah, and it's like whoa, whoa you guys are way too close to that suit. Back off, man. That's really low production value. Interesting. I have to so, I have to pay attention to that because I haven't noticed that yet. I will. That'll yeah, be, that's the be first time, first time I've ever noticed anything like that in a, in a similar show. So yeah. cool. Well, I mean, it's a good show, and I'm excited to see where it goes. But it's not as uh, strong as I was hoping. I think, and but we'll right. see. We'll see. Now, right. oh, I wanted to mention one more thing because you know this, and and I've mentioned this before that I love watching The Expanse in November, and it always yes. comes yeah. out in December with the new season. And I was like, ah. right. So. I did it, you know, You're I was one, one season behind, which is fine because yeah. I'm not talking about it. You know, I'm not podcasting on it. So I, I've been almost done actually now with season five of the expanse, which was last year's. And then mm-hmm. season six comes out at the end of this December, which again, A short six season. episodes. Yep. And I will oh. watch that next December or next November. However, I don't know this to me season five is the weakest so far. I've okay. I mean, I, you know me like the beginning of season one was was okay and then it just took off and to me right. seasons two and three were just phenomenal season mm-hmm. four I enjoyed I didn't like it as much as two and three but five the storyline between Naomi and her son I'm just like okay I'm so bored now I don't care anymore <laughs> like it it has been one of the most drawn on over dramatic storylines that I think I've ever huh. seen in a show and I'm just like oh my gosh get over and you know Naomi's one of those people you don't want to mess with right and she's right. all emotional and blubbering and crying which by the way I would understand that you know a mother trying to reach out to her uh, estranged to, to son. rescue her son from this terrorist yeah, yeah I can understand the emotion for that but she's just not the same Naomi that we've come to know and um, it just was too long. Like they could have shortened that by like a quarter or a third of what they did. And it would have been just fine. 
but you know what? There's some other scenes in there. Like, like I'm, I'm enjoying the Amos and uh, Clarissa for those of you Clarissa watching. Mal, yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed that storyline. If you haven't seen the expanse, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Um, but if you've <laughs> seen it, you know exactly what I'm saying. If you haven't seen the expanse okay. and you like sci-fi, please do yourself a favor and watch it. It's, yeah, if you haven't seen the expanse really and good. you like sci-fi, you're really missing out. Yeah, really. Yeah. And you know, the, the James Holden storyline, this, the season five was just, it was okay. It's, I feel disappointed about okay. season five. I, I still like it cause it's the expanse and it's still better than a lot of TV out there, but I don't know. They just, uh, Fair enough. Two and three were so good that this is like a major drop, but it's still good. <laughs> I guess it's I should, still good. Yeah, I should say it like that. But anyway, looking forward to six eventually. All right. Two other shows that we wanted to give you our reviews on that are brand new, which is really cool, is um, Cowboy Bebop. And also this is a live action version of the original anime that they did back in. Was it 99? I think was the original. Yeah. Late, late 90s and early 2000. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Wheel of Time, which we'll talk about in a minute, too. Both of those are new live action. Wheel of time is actually airing. It's on Amazon prime and they've put out three episodes and then they're doing, you know, one at a time. Cowboy bebop is Netflix. It's the whole season. And again, it's live action. We both watched. Well, at least the first episode. That's as far as I've gotten on both shows is the first episode of each show. Yeah, I've watched a few more. I've I've watched all I've watched half of Cowboy bebop and and the first two episodes of wheel of time. So, okay, perfect. So let's get into cowboy bebop really quickly. What were your thoughts on that? So I was really surprised at how the live action show mirrored the anime. Uh, If any of you have seen the anime, a lot of you haven't seen either one, but if you ever have a chance to watch the anime, it's, it's quite good. Uh, It's very jazz, uh, but it's also very sci-fi and, you know, based in the solar system and all that stuff. But the, the first episode of the live action, at least, the fir- at least the first episode was an almost spot-on rendition of the original first episode of the anime. Yeah, it really was. Which I was really surprised. I mean, I, 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 I never would have expected the showrunners for the live action version to do that, you know, just to take the original and do yeah. it exactly. They paid attention to so much of the detail, at least in the first episode that I saw anyway. I was, yeah. I was shocked because I went and watched, I've not seen the anime, but I went and watched the first episode of the live action first and then the first episode of the anime. And I mean, really, really down to detail as far as making sure that they, they, I mean, you have to watch it, but so many details like the fan and the typewriter and, (laughs) you know, the cooking of the peppers and the way that he was cooking the peppers. I mean, like really, really down to detail did a great job of doing that. I was very impressed by that. Should also mention really quickly though, that we didn't say this. It's a. It's a sci-fi Western. Hmm. Does that sound like anything else we know? Sort of. Yeah. But, but not as Western-y as Firefly was. But you it know, is like still, a, I mean, like, you know, you see them walking around with spurs on their boots and they've got the six shooters, even they? though. Oh yeah. And I didn't see yeah, that. That's it's a different thing. I, I did. It's in the first episode of the live action and also the anime. Sure. The, the first episode. Stuff. Yeah. But the rest of the, the series is not very, it's not nearly as Western as Firefly was. I can tell you that for sure. Okay. But I mean, the point is, yeah. is that it does feel like a sci-fi Western, at least in the first episode. Yeah, sure. And yeah. this did come I, I before Firefly. So maybe there was some inspiration. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Either way though, like that's just so you know, kind of it's anime, it's sci-fi, it's kind of Western-y. It's, it's interesting, but go ahead, keep going. Well, then the second thing I, I don't want to make everyone aware of is that filming style is a little campy. Now this is on purpose. They did this on purpose, but you'll notice right out the bat that the that the production value feels low, but it's just that's purely that is totally contrived. They they did that on purpose. You can tell uh, it took a bit getting used to, but I've been enjoying the first five episodes so far. So 
Really? It's just something you have you have to you have to know it coming in. It's interesting because I actually thought the production value was high. I just thought it was a weird style, is all. It felt low because of the style of of the filming. It's it's filmed huh. almost like a like nineteen seventies action show. And and I and I did read one other review. I can't remember what who wrote the review or what what magazine they wrote it for, but they said the exact same thing. They thought they 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 actually didn't acknowledge the the fact that it was campy on purpose. They just thought that the they had good things to say about it, but the one bad thing they had to say about it was that it, it felt like the production value was a little low. Interesting. So See, I, and I was like, oh, it's because of this film style. It felt more like a Tarantino type of style. Yes, it is very Tarantino-esque. You're right. That's what it, you're right. But that's not low production. But I mean, hey, no, that's cool that everybody's seeing it differently. It's just to me, it felt yeah. more intentional, whatever, but go ahead. Fair enough. So then the last thing I wanted to say was just that the acting done by the three main characters, Spike, Jet, and Faye yeah. is pretty good and faithful to the anime. The guy they got for Jet, he's this black guy who is just fantastic. Jet, the, the original character Jet was not a black dude, but this guy does Jet really, really well. So it's all yeah, good. It's true. And then Faye, Faye also is not who I would have picked to play Faye, but she's also doing a pretty good job. So I, I just, the, the, the interplay between the characters is a really fun to watch. So. Interesting. Here's the thing though. I'd never seen the anime and mm-hmm. now I'm watching it kind of in correlation or at least yeah, I have. In tandem. And yeah. all of the reviews that I've seen have said it's not the same as the anime. It didn't do a good job of, of whatever. It's all about comparison to the anime all. So yeah. if you've well, never seen the inevitable. anime, you might actually enjoy the movie True. Or, or the show. I mean, you might. Yeah. And that's the thing that kind of drives me crazy about people when they do reviews on stuff is they compare. I get tired of it. It's like I get it. You can't help but not do it. You can't help it. Try to pull yourself out of it and just say, okay. Like, for example, I listened to Ready Player One and I loved the book. And then I saw the movie and I said, here's what's different about it. But I liked both. But if I were just to say, well, it's not like the book because of (laughs) of course I'm going to hate it. Of course. Anybody that's going to be like, it's going to be like the book. It's going to be like the anime. You're going to hate it. And I get I get so tired of people's comments like that. It's like, just stop, man. Of course, you don't even watch it if that's what you're going to go into it with. It, that's no, that's not fair. And you're and you and you're you're howling at the moon right now because yeah, I know the human animal is going to. We're all guilty of this. If we've seen if we've seen uh, a a predecessor and they make something else after it that is either a copy or a or a or a sequel or whatever it is. If there's a predecessor to compare to, we can't help but compare to it if we've seen it. I think you have and a choice. They have. It. And they have to film thing. I I think it's an imperative on the film, on the showrunners, the the producers of any given media to acknowledge that phenomenon and try their darndest to make the fanboys out there, quote unquote, who have seen the original go, oh, this is the best rendition of the original. That's yeah. what I think they should do. Yeah, but then you have no creative license to do more with it. They do. They have a creative li- They have some creative license. They just have to use it properly. And for yeah. the best example, I will always cite is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. the TV show was, and a lot of people agree with me up to the seventh season, at least was the best possible rendition of the books that anybody could have possibly made. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I just, I feel like that um, if there was a way that we could all go in and try not to compare of course you're going to, but try not to and just look at it as that it is a new creation. Mm-hmm. Let it be new. And then, you know what? If you don't like it the same, cool. Then, you know what? You still got your classic to fall back on. But I always like to say, you know, like we, we've talked about this ad nauseum with Star Trek, but 
is Star Trek Discovery as good as the next generation? No, but I'm trying to not <laughs> compare it to that. I'm trying to say it's a new era. It's a new generation of you know writers and directors. I just want to look at it for is it good? Yes or no? Yeah. But of course, it's not as good as Star Trek: The Next Generation. Neither is Picard. You know, but well, that, that's good is it for still you. good that's or not? And that's but no. But I think we have to because um, there's so much negativity that gets and hatred too that gets spewed yeah. forth by people who it's not the same. You know, you you changed and then they can't get they can't yeah. let it go. And so therefore, right. it's just a very toxic and poisonous atmosphere at that point. True. And I just really want to encourage us to step back from that and look at it as. It's different, and we know that. Let's not compare to the original, but is it good as its own? That's all I want to... Yeah. That's kind of how I try to I review like, things yeah. nowadays because you're right. We can't help but compare, but let's try and, let's try not to always, I guess. Yeah, I, no, I really appreciate that sentiment. I really do. I, I, I think that you, you've got a great attitude uh, approaching that, so yeah. I enjoyed the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. I thought it was very fun, very sci-fi. Yes, everything else you already talked about. And I thought they did a good job with the casting um, and I enjoyed it. And they kept the main intro theme the same, which I thought was really cool too. Oh, that was great. Yeah. yeah. The main intro theme song at least. And the, and the, and the format of the theme is the same. It's just, it exactly. shows different things, but yeah, yeah. I thought they did a good job with that. I liked it. We'll see where it's going to go, but I intend to watch the anime as well. And I, you know, I probably will like the anime more than, but that's okay. I don't mind it. So, all yeah, right, we'll see wheel of time though. And I know that this is a book series you've read. I've never read oh. it. And so I, again, I have nothing to compare it to, but I know you do. So and I don't know if you're going to mention this in your notes, but you told me this when we were gaming, when you read the books, you had almost created what it was supposed to look like in your mind. Of course. Yeah. And so yeah. that, you know, will be obviously disappointed just because you're not the one in charge of it. But, and I'm very aware of that. Yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah, no, so I know I, you are. I know you I'm are. mentally I'm mentally prepared for that because no, no rendition. Very few renditions in television are going to match your own personal image of what's going on in your head when you read a book. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I'm curious to hear what your perspective is with the, all of that in mind. Right, right. So I've read The Wheel of Time all the way through once, uh, which is like 12 or 13 books long, and they're really, really long books. It is arguably the most epic fantasy novel series in existence by Robert Jordan. If you can get through the whole thing, and and it does get a bit more tedious halfway through, like the middle books are kind of tedious to read, but it's all important story. And once, and if you get through to the end, it's so worth it. You know, so I've read the, the whole thing through once. I've listened to the audiobooks all the way through twice. So I'm fairly familiar with the characters and the plot. It is a very long series, epic tale. Anyone that's interested in the fantasy genre, please read it. Now, I've been waiting for 20 years for someone to make a series from Wheel of Time for Wheel of Time. Uh, so I'm extremely nervous about this effort, especially coming out now with all the wokeism that yeah. the entertainment industry is mired in these days. Yeah. Ever since I first heard it was coming out like a year or so ago, I immediately my my immediate reaction was, "Oh God, what are the how are they going to screw this up?" <laughs> Basically, that that was my initial reaction, which granted is not a very positive initial reaction, but sure. it's just such a long story. I just don't see how they can do it right. For example, and this is this is I'll try to make this as non non controversial as I can, okay? Because the the way I'm going to present this is not shouldn't be controversial at all, okay? For example, the shows portrayal of the little village that several of the main characters come from is a veritable rainbow of different races. Mm -hmm. This is simply not realistic in the context of the story. And it was a little distracting. It's a village of a couple hundred people and every color 
of person is in that village. And it's just dudes, the wheel of time, the world of wheel of time is full of different races and peoples of all kinds. And the show creators have ample opportunity to portray that diversity in a realistic fashion. Mm -hmm. Like when they get to their first big city, for example, Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of stuff in the wheel of time where they're in big cities and they can have all sorts. I mean, they can have, the whole smorgasbord of different people in those big cities trading and stuff, because that makes sense. They're all coming to this big hub to do trade and, 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 and deal with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they could have made the people in the starting village and all the main characters from that, that come from there for that matter, all black or Asian or Hispanic or anything at all. And I would have been totally fine with it. Even in like our world, if you think about all of the small villages across the world, they're not mixed they're of course they're one race and then you get into larger cities and then it becomes mixed because people have come from all their their small communities into the large yeah that's that's the beauty of the world we live in now at least when it's done right Mm -hmm. uh it's it's the seemingly forced portrayal of diversity in this tiny community that undermines the credibility of the show in my opinion yeah yeah no it's it's wokeism it's wokeism yep it's like it's like ea games when you went throwing out uh, a World War II first person shooter and half the people you're fighting are women. Oh, that's women weird. didn't fight in World War II. No, <laughs> so, they didn't. Oh, that's at weird. least not on the Germans and American side. So it's just, it's like it, they did it because they felt like they had to in the current social environment. Yeah. Now, granted, this is just, I've gone on a long time about this, but it's, it's a minor issue with the show. Yeah. I'm definitely going to keep watching it, but I'm still really nervous about how well they portray such an involved story. And I'm skeptical about their ability to run the entire series to completion because too mm-hmm. much happens in the books. Yeah. And I think that this series could crash and burn well before they can complete it properly. If they finish it properly, I'll be like, well, good job, guys. I didn't think you could do it and you did it and I'm wrong and I'm happy to be wrong because this was awesome. Yeah. But it's, it's off to a little bit of a rocky start just, in, just because of the reminder of the wokeism that we're all dealing with in entertainment right now. Yeah. Well, okay. So even take something as crazy as imagine Wakanda in Marvel, right? You know, imagine that being mixed races all in Wakanda that it wouldn't make any sense, but it does make sense that it is the (laughs) Wakandan people. And when they thus go out into the world, you're right. Then it becomes more mixed, right? But that that makes sense. That's a really good example. They should never have. Well, they didn't. They they did a perfect job with Wakanda. There you go. No, I agree. All right. Well, my take on it was first thing I'm going to say is I thought the scenery was beautiful. It, it was. Yes. It, it felt very epic, very well produced. The The music is really good. The film style yes. is amazing. Amazing. The cinematography is fantastic. Everything about that side of things is extremely high quality and very well done. I agree. Now, again, I don't know the story. I've never read the books. It felt a lot like Lord of the Rings. Just different. you know, and and the first book is extraordinarily similar to Lord of the Rings. After after the first book, uh, from book two on, it it diver- it, it goes its own way and it's uh, okay. its own thing. I feel like so, a lot of things are like Lord of the Rings when you get into the fantasy style, and you know who the came sort of Shannara. Yeah, sort of Shannara was a Lord of the Rings clone. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So it's hard not to compare to that in the sense of that it's a lot like Lord of the Rings, but it's I'm not because it's still a different story. Right, but. The thing, so for the first half of the first episode, it was slow. There was a lot of like just random stuff going on. And I think what kind of surprised me is that, you know, they did a good job with making sure that you would recognize the faces of all of these characters. Okay. I still don't know the names. They did a yeah. really bad job of introducing you to the characters so that you get to know the character and you get to know their name 
and why they're important yes. and who they are. Yeah. They just kind of like pop them in here and there. And you know, there's all these things that are going on and you're like, I, and you know you've got to be paying attention. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm paying attention and I don't have a clue what's going on, but well, here's, they, they do say that they do say the names uh, periodically in the first episode. Like, they, like they'll be talking to each other. Yeah, hey, okay, Perrin, but, da, 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 or Hey, Matt, da, da, da. Yeah. But okay. Think about again, comparing it to Lord of the Rings. Think about that. Right. How many times did Samwise Gamgee say Frodo, Mr. Frodo, Frodo. <laughs> oh, Sam, 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 yeah, Samwise, you know, Gandalf, 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 Gandalf. You know, <laughs> they said it like a billion times. And so by then you're like, well, I can't forget their names now. Right. Good but point. in this, it's like they, they, didn't repeat most of the names more than once or twice. And I don't know who's who yet. I don't know yeah. why they're important yet, which is fine. Um, but here's how it felt. It felt like this show is targeted at people who have already read the books and already know what's going on. If you've read the books, you're like, Oh, that's that person. Cool. All right. I know what's going on. But for the rest of us, it's like, I I'm lost. And yeah. And I don't, and I don't think they meant to do that. If, if that's the case, because uh, I mean, they, they've got to know that the majority of people that are going to be watching this have never, have never even laid hands on one of the books. So yeah, well, and to be fair that most TV shows and, and movies these days for whatever reason, do a very poor job at character development. They didn't okay. used to, you know, you look back at a lot of old movies and you go, man, the character development was great. There's still some good character development in, in stuff these, these days, you know, but I feel like a lot of stuff is rushing into action and the cinematography and the eye candy and all that. Yeah. That you just don't know yeah. who's who and why. So that's the one big complaint that I have is I don't know what's going on. And right. I, I feel you. Cool. There's a lot of neat people doing a lot of really crazy things. Now, the second half of the episode was crazy. It was fun. I liked it. I'm not going to give anything away. It was very, very intense, very exciting. Yeah. And I'm very intrigued to see what's going to come. And, and I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I just hope I know what's going on soon because <laughs> yeah. I have no clue. So yeah, I, 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 I liked it. You. I liked it and I recommend it. Good. Good. Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, yeah. thank you for listening and joining us. And uh, we will be back on video next week, which we're excited about. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the real Brian. Please subscribe, you know, throw a like on the videos we've got up there, throw out some comments. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear any thoughts you have, of course. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't already done that, Enjoy your, your Thanksgiving weekend if you're in the States here. And if you're not, well, it's another weekend. Enjoy it either way. <laughs> Have a good time. Heck yeah. Really appreciate you joining us. It's been a lot of fun. RealBrianShow.com, of course, is the website where you can get all the show notes and all of the other things. And to round out our most glorious, thankful episode. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If Alex Trebek had read, the answer is Thanksgiving. And Sean Connery had said, when is the most fun I've had with your mother? I would think that was pretty funny. You know what the music means. Time to base that turkey. Oh, wait, we already had turkey. That's right. Uh, oh, Alex. Okay. I'll tell you what. That's a good time to be thankful with your mother. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you again for joining us. This is always fun to be here. And uh, we've got so much more coming down the pipeline, man. We're excited. But have a glorious, glorious weekend and week. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.